This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. So, let's dive into our weekly recap, shall we? Um, this week has been really weird. I don't even know if weird's like the right word. My anxiety has been so heightened and I don't really know. I don't know if it's because I am new to school right now and I don't really understand things. And I feel like that honestly is probably most of it. Also trying to make friends still, that whole thing, getting to know people. And then, oh my God, listen to this. So, you know how last week I told everyone about the girl that I sent the message to, trying to be her friend, works out in the same gym, all this stuff. She didn't reply to me, left me on red. I was like, oh, that's a really bruised ego that I have now. Um, Yeah, so her. I went to the gym this week and her and her boyfriend were in the gym working out and like it's a small gym. So, you see everyone that comes in, you see everyone that comes out my anxiety was so insane and I have seen them in the gym now probably four times this past week and it's just kind of the norm I have to just get used to it but the first time that I saw them I literally texted everyone and I was like I am so uncomfortable what do I do and then I went through the whole stages of do I leave because I'm uncomfortable and then I was like no fuck that you should not leave you should get your workout in Then I went through the stage of, are they making fun of me? Are they judging me? Like, I am just so uncomfortable. And then I was like, who the fuck cares if they're judging you? So I stayed. I did my workout. I was very uncomfortable, but I still did it. And each time it progressively gets better that I see them. So I'm hoping sometime this week, if they happen to be in the gym, I'm just not even going to pay attention and I'm going to be fine. But they're the type of people that they play their music out loud so like a different breed of human because I don't understand people that do that even when my boyfriend and I or my friend and I or whoever go to the gym together we listen to our own music I don't very interesting I don't know um but yeah so that was very uncomfortable I did not enjoy any part of it will I be changing my workout times maybe quite possibly but at the same time I'm very proud of myself for pushing through and still working out this week, even though I wanted to die inside. So that was a big win for me. Other than that, this week has just been like kind of weird and I've had a lot of anxiety and I felt kind of down, but everyone I've talked to said they had a weird week this past week. So maybe it's just like a something in the universe, like an astrological thing. So if someone else had a weird week, DM me and let me know that I'm not alone, but I did host a pool party on Saturday with my friends from school, which is very exciting because I'm making friends and we're very happy for me. Um, So I hosted a party at my apartment at the pool. There was probably like 10 of us-ish that came. They all came around like one-ish. Yeah, probably like one. And then they left around seven. We like went for dinner and stuff, but... I don't know if I'm the only person that's like this, but my social battery will run out really quick. And so literally at like probably 5.30, a flip just switched and I was like, oh, I need to go home. I was like, I need to go home. I need to go lay by myself. I need to watch Real Housewives. I need to have a tea. I need to be in the comfort of my own home. 
actually talking to no one and everyone was like oh my gosh like are you okay what's wrong and I was like I'm just so exhausted like it's so great having everyone I love hanging out with everyone but at a certain point my social battery just runs out I'm such an introvert and I was in an extroverted situation for too long that I was like I need to go home um but yeah we went for dinner I got some food it was great and then everyone went home we all did our own thing some people went out at night and I went to bed at 8 p.m so that just shows you the diversity um of me and my new friends but yeah it was so great it was so great getting to know people and hanging out with people they're all people from school in my program which is so nice and it was just a really fun time and then on Sunday I got my shit together when I got groceries I didn't do a workout I actually had a rest day which is so unlike me but it's so good for your body so everyone take a rest day also, Helfrich Collective's new hoodie is coming out on Friday, this Friday, so the 17th. I'm so excited. It is so fucking cool. And literally, one, someone I know from like university, like one of the frat boys I know from university messaged me and was like, dude, the hoodies are fucking sick. And I was like, I know. I know they are. I don't come out with not cool clothes. But, um, <laughs> but I'm like super excited for it. If you follow our Insta, you'll see that the post that went out tonight, which is actually going to be last night when you guys are listening to this, and how my little brother helped with the quote on the sleeve, it it just makes everything come full circle, I guess. It's just like really sweet that my little brother helped with it, and I just love it. It's a very cool hoodie. We're donating to Refugees International, which is so amazing and yeah it comes out on Saturday no oh my god not Saturday it comes out on Friday 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 the 17th I'm not sure what time we're launching yet yet I'm gonna say like 11 a.m eastern time but make sure you check out our insta just to double check but we only have 97 that were made so if you're listening to this you get the inside scoop but 97 aren't actually how many are being sold because I give some to my family or my boyfriend or my best friend from when I was little. She has been the most supportive person ever. And she she doesn't know this yet. So if she's listening, Chantel, turn it off. But um, I'm giving her one of these hoodies just because she's been so fucking supportive and has bought something from HC for every single collection, even when she doesn't have a job right now and she's searching for one, but she still finds the money to do it and just... I don't, she's just so amazing. So I wanted to just do something to say thank you for being so supportive and sweet. Um, But yeah, so only 97 were made, but 97 aren't how many are actually being sold. So if you do want to buy one, which I really hope you want to buy one, please go buy one. Um, Make sure you log on right at launch time so that you can get it. They'll be shipped out to you. I promise you'll love it. The quality's insane. The design's insane. The charity we're supporting is insane. The story behind HC is insane. So many things just about it are so fucking cool. So please, please go check out our Insta and then make sure you log on right at launch time and buy yours. On today's episode, we have someone who has honestly made such a big impact in my life and it's actually crazy to say but she is so knowledgeable and so insightful in the whole mental health and fitness and wellness and that whole industry and she's just so 
amazing as a human being. She is just so, so, so fucking cool. So Ashley works for John Benton Model Fitness. That's how I know her. She does my Zoom classes every day and I work out with her every day. But she is just so amazing and has so much to share and so much knowledge. And it's just so the way that she looks at life is just something that I want to have. Like I want to look at life the way she does because it's so empowering and so just, it's so amazing. I don't even know what to say. You're just going to have to listen to the episode, but we had such a good conversation. I'm, we just finished recording and I'm like on a high from it. I do want to say though, that this is a trigger warning. We do talk about eating disorders and body dysmorphia and working out and mental health and all of that kind of stuff so if this is triggering to you please go listen to a different episode go do something else don't listen to this if that's going to trigger you in any way that's the last thing that we want but I do think that these things are very important to talk about because a lot of people struggle with them and I know I've struggled with them and Ashley struggled with them and it could be very empowering for people to know that they aren't alone with those topics so totally up to you. If you want to listen, go ahead. And if you don't, we totally understand and make sure that you make yourself a priority and take care of yourself. Um, Without further ado, let's get into this episode. So hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for coming on to the pod. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, Do you want to kind of give everyone a little introduction about you, who you are, what you do, that whole thing? Yeah. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, 
cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Um, so my name is Ashley Eckhoff. I'm from Wisconsin originally, and then I ran track and cross country at TCU. And um, while I was at TCU, I kind of had a crazy medical thing happen to me that forced me to have to find other ways to work out besides just like distance running, it's wet, which is when I found John Benton, um, Model Fitness, right through Instagram. And so John was my trainer for probably about uh, since like 2013. And then I started working for John in 2018. And then I started training um, when COVID hit. And so I've been working for him for three years now. And um, yeah, so now I train, I have my own classes through his platform. And I guess that's a little, and then I'm also the marketing director of the company. So I do a lot of just, I wear a lot of hats, but probably my favorite one is like hype girl, I think. So mm-hmm. um, that would probably be like what I would give a little bit about my background and who I am. I think that's, that, that does the, the trick. Yeah. Well, so I know Ashley because she's quite literally the person that gets me up every day to do my workouts and has built such a healthy relationship with working out and fitness and nutrition even. Want to tell everyone kind of how you got into that whole fitness, wellness industry? Because I know after college, didn't you have a corporate job for a little bit? Yeah. So I was at, I went to, so my degree at TCU was in um, finance and economics. And so I was an analyst right at a college. I worked for um, a trust, a multifamily. I worked for the multifamily arm of this like real estate trust. And I kind of was one of those things where, you know, as like an athlete, I was used to like always moving, always moving. And when I first started as an analyst, like I knew it wasn't a good fit, like right off the get go. Mm-hmm. I remember like my first week I interned for the company, um, like my second semester of my like, senior year. And I remember my first official week on the job, I got, um, I actually got an email from Nike because I had applied randomly for this this marathon training group out of New York city. You know, I don't live in New York, but I like sent him my application. It was called project moonshot. And I was like, I don't care. Like I just need to be involved in this in some capacity. They're selecting a hundred runners. So I put together this entire like application and I'm sitting at my desk and I get this email and it's like, you're picked. And I was like, I'm going to New York. Right. Yeah. Like, so it's just like, I'm like, that's not how I knew. Essentially. I was like, this was a very wrong fit for me mm-hmm. because it was like, this thing came in and it was very square peg round hole. And the first thing that I wanted to do on the week of the job was I, I played sick and I actually yeah. like went to New York to be there for mm-hmm. orientation. And I remember I had to close, I had to shut down my like company fit bit off mm-hmm. because like, they're going to know I'm in New York. I'm like yeah. moving all the time. They think I'm sp- sick. So I think that was like initially like my way that I knew that I was in the wrong spot. Yeah. That they relo- ro- relocated me to Florida. I was in Tampa working on like the development, like your company was bridging the development. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they're like, here's an opportunity for you to go to Tampa. You'll be on the forefront of the company as we bridge into these like new territories. So I was like, okay, say less. I'm in it. I get there and it just like, wasn't a good fit. Like I didn't know anyone. I didn't like the way that I was kind of like 
my roles had changed and like, I had no like home base in a sense. So I was like, the second I was there, I like called John and I was like, this isn't the right fit. He was like, screw that, quit that job. You've always hated it. Come back. We need a marketing director and like, just work for me. And I was like, say less. So then I put in my two weeks like that day. And then I was back in Dallas. Like, I think I quit on like August 31st or something. And then I was working Mm -hmm. for July 31st and I was back working for John, like less than two weeks later. So it was like such um, a big transition, but like my background, I had worked for like Bandier and like Nike when I was in school and like had always had this like love of like very, I don't want to say like expensive activewear, but I like nice things. I liked fashion and I liked like working out. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was like a really good opportunity to kind of bridge my own like kind of chart in it and then everyone thought I was crazy like my grandpa like refused to talk to me he was like <laughs> you know I could have like a 401k like blah 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 and I was just uh, like it for I a while to, I, I have to do yeah yeah and so and I think that that's the crazy thing about it now is because back at that point like as much as there was so much uncertainty in it I wouldn't change it for like at I wouldn't change it for anything I mean especially where I'm at now and where like the future kind of holds I just I'm I'm really glad that um, I always just try to encourage people to advocate for themselves because I really think that when you take passion and hard work, there's really no way that you can go wrong. So, exactly. and that's something that we like always hear, like you should do this like you should be an analyst. Like you should go the corporate route, but like, then you're in that situation and you're like literally not even living. You're like, yeah. so it's like, I think it wasn't, to me, it wasn't a decision. Mm-hmm. Well on that realm. So like advocating for yourself, your big thing when you teach us is that you say that you want to be less of a trainer, more of like an educator. So like you basically want to give people the tools to go and advocate for themselves and do what's best for their body. Why don't just like elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I mean, I understand it because I do John's workouts and I understand that trainers are very different, but for other people, they probably don't understand what I'm saying. Totally. Um, so I think that for me, I mean, I've dealt with like mental health issues in terms of eating disorders, like literally since like I was in high school, like my older sister had a really bad eating disorder. And so for me, so much of it is, um, we tend to get in our own way, you know? And so I think the thing that helped me a lot was basically being able to understand like the actual science behind it. Like if I could rationalize or take away any like external noise and just Mm -hmm. break it down into like the science of like why we do something. Like, so if I understand like why we do something, if I can explain to someone and tell them like, this is the exercises we do and we train this way because this is what's going to be the outcome of your body. And like, I'm not saying this because it's like gas and like it's smoke and mirrors. I'm not trying to gaslight anyone. I'm just telling them the education behind it because then it's empowering you to make decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the biggest thing is like, I never have ever wanted anyone to feel like, or that I wasn't in control of my own outcomes. And so much of it is, and I'm just a very big believer in like the concept of just like doing the work. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, you do the work yourself. Like you read the book, you don't do the cliff notes. Like you didn't take someone else's notes from class. Like you did the work. And so I think so much of that is, is like you're educating yourself. So instead of you allowing someone else to tell you like what you think you should believe, like you really put the work in to understand like the concept, whether that's your body, whether that's nutrition, and then you're making decisions just based off of knowledge instead of like, um, like emotions. And I think that's the biggest thing is just taking a lot of the emotions out of the decision-making process. Well, it's also very empowering to have your own knowledge because I know for me, I was working with trainers before and they yeah. would basically tell me what to do. And I was too scared to be like, I don't want to do yeah. the thousands heavy squat. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. I don't really want a huge ass. to yeah. be honest. Yep. And yep. then, but now knowing 
yeah. like what I know, I'd feel more comfortable being like, okay, I just don't want to do this. So just yeah. like, let's find something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. It's like, people like want to gaslight you in every realm of like your life. Right. They want to tell you like what you should want. And I think that ultimately, like, you know, inherently, like what is best for your body? Like from me, from my standpoint, I've had so many medical issues, but like, if I would have just advocated for like myself in those situations, it would have been like a different outcome. And I think that was like the biggest thing for me, especially from a fitness standpoint is like women's bodies and like the way that everyone wants to push training and certain types of training at you. Not everything works for everybody. And like, it's really trying to figure out like, Hey, what do you want? And like, where are you starting with? And then it's like, how do you kind of fine tune your path to get there? And I think that a lot of times, like a good trainer should be like a mirror for you to look at and see the best version of yourself. It's not necessarily like this is to get to what I want you to look like, but it's like working with your client and understanding where they want to go. And then if they're not a good fit for you, like that's just have to be upfront about that. So I think that's always just been the big thing for me is like the whole like gaslighting, just because it's like nothing is worse than like feeling like you don't have control over like the outcome of a situation especially mm-hmm. as like a female, I mean, or like a type a person, like, cause yeah. it spirals into worse habits. Right. So if I think the, the way that, and this is like my sister went into it. So like we grew up in like a very small, like Midwest town and like our parents divorced, um, the way that our mom approached food in general, it was always from like a very disordered, like very unhealthy relationship. And yeah. then our dad, it was like very meat and potatoes. So when Kelly wanted to like lose weight, Like you go from, okay, I don't know how to lose weight to, I'm just going to stop eating. Right. So like this allows you, I think that for my situation, being able to explain things to people and and give them like a a way to go about it, it takes away a lot of those unhealthy habits that like the industry or like just being like a girl, like the stresses that you have from like external voices. And I guess that's like a big part of like why I love being able to have the platform I do is because I've fucking been there in like every sense of it. So yeah. if I can just like, you know, like at least expand on something, then hopefully it connects with someone else that maybe is struggling with a similar issue. Well, so one thing that you said today in class, like literally this morning, and you were like, if you feel like you kind of fell off track this weekend or ate something out of your norm, like just know those carbs are fueling your whole week. And yeah. like for me, I needed to hear that because for me, I was yeah. like, oh shit, what am I going to do this week to literally burn off every single thing I ate? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, you have to switch your mindset because that's so fucking unhealthy and that's not yeah. a good way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a cycle that we kind of get into of like working, like working off those calories that you ate or like even the way that you approach food. And I think this is the big thing for me. And like, this is going to sound crazy, but like the thing that kind of changed the way that I approached like food and viewing it was a um, big moment for me. It was like, A, when I graduated, I went to Hawaii and I was there and I was doing all this outdoor stuff. And like, it was the first time that I viewed food as like a fuel source instead of just like something that was like either hurting me or helping me. Like it was like, I want to eat because this is going to, what's fueling like the hikes I'm going to go on. And like, I swam and went on the surfboard and like all that stuff, your body needs that fuel. But then the other thing, what the biggest, honestly, for me is like, I started seeing someone like a guy. Right. And so like, I was like, I can't eat steamed vegetables for dinner around this man. Right. Like that's crazy. That's unhinged. And also like like food is such an extension of love. And um, so enjoying like a meal with someone. And that was like something that we like did, like we would have dinner like at night, but like, I wasn't going to order something crazy. And I actually like during this entire time frame, it was like, I had like lost weight or like had my body had kind of 
come a little bit like better than where it was initially because I wasn't like so hyper-focused on like the food in general. I was enjoying like a smaller quantity of like things that I actually wanted yeah. but because I knew that the following day, like I did not, you know, like I want to have dinner with him again. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, okay, so I'm not going to like binge purge or like have that type of like unhealthy cycle with it because I want to be able to feel good in my skin and also like have another meal with him like tomorrow. Right. So yeah. it like kind of took away a lot of that, like, Oh, you screwed up. And then like, when you screw up, you know how like the wheels come off the track, like, yeah, you're like spiral. I mean, everything. Yeah. It was like, took away that thing because it was like, okay, so tonight, like I had a bite of pizza or something, but like, or like a piece of pizza and which is fine tomorrow we're going to get pasta, but I'm not going to let the spiral because like, I still want to see him tomorrow and I still don't want to feel like uncomfortable. So yeah. it changed. Like it made like the next choices that I would make after that meal more mindful. So yeah. I think that for me, especially from a standpoint of like falling off track and like the weekends, the weekends are a big place for people to struggle mm-hmm. and ultimately like viewing those like carbs and like, or like anytime you kind of go over an excess as like just an opportunity for your vibe to like maybe refuel and then kind of honestly hit this like new sense of like performance. Cause like a lot of times you will plateau. So like the, if anything, changing your mindset on all of it, especially when it comes to like, maybe you slipped up, it helps you kind of take back control in a way that I don't think that you maybe necessarily would have had initially. I saw something and it was like, you actually, your body performs better when you don't stress about what it is that you're eating. I think that's if I go and eat ice cream and I just enjoy whoever I'm with and I just have fun, my body does not even hold on to it. And it's like totally fine. But if I were to sit there and panic about it, I yep. literally will gain like 15 pounds from eating steamed broccoli because I just panic yep. about eating yep. broccoli. Yeah, your cortisol levels in your body are like a huge indicator. Like they make you hold on to like a bunch of weight too. So mm-hmm. I have like a friend that like she just did Miss Texas, and it was funny because she was like t- she's big on like energies, and she's like if I feel someone's energies like bad, I'm just like get out. Like I can't because yeah, it'll just completely exactly. screw up your entire body, like yeah. your lymphatic drainage system and like your adrenals, and it has like a, such a big impact. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think even like the way that we kind of approach working out is a lot more successful for people because we live in like this very like go, go, go culture where it's like, I'm going to go to berries this day. And then tomorrow I'm going to go to this other workout. And all you're doing is increasing the cortisol in your body. You're increasing inflammation. You don't feel good. You're yeah. because you're so stressed, you're making bad decisions around food versus if you would have almost just gone to like done one of our classes and like, you know, maybe went on a long walk, yeah. like that's going to be more beneficial for you long-term. And, um, even just from a body standpoint, you're going to feel better, look better and like streamline your muscles as opposed to so much of that, like cortisol and just like stress that just screws yeah. up everything. Yeah. yeah. So like for people, like I'm a very all or none person, yep, same. Probably, yeah, you've said like you're all or none. So for me, either I will work out like hours every day yep. or yep. I will just take a day off and then I'll be like, Oh shit, we're just not going to work out for a month and we're going to do yeah. whatever we want. Yeah. How should people like find a sustainable lifestyle? Cause that's obviously not sustainable. You yeah. even said you don't want to be the person who a week before you go on vacation kills yep. yourself in the gym and then you come back and you don't do anything and you feel like shit. 
Yep. So I think for me, it's like, um, my physical health has always been a direct reflection on my emotional health and where Mm -hmm. I've been at from a mental standpoint. So for me, as much as like working out and like, I think it's just like kind of like a two part thing. So like, it's, it's of course of finding workouts that work for you and what you like want ultimately for your body type, but it's kind of falling in love with just taking care of yourself. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing, the bigger thing about it is like, what are the workouts or what are the things that you do that you look forward to every day. So for me, like me just doing John's workouts, isn't enough for me to like, I I have to run because it's so much of like my mental health thing. And I like just need that. So like, if I can fall in love with the process of like, you know, those like healthy habits you do every day. So for my non-negotiables, it's, I have to get up every day and I have to go out and like, I'm not going to stress myself out about like, if I'm running or even the pace or the walk, but I need to have that time for myself in the morning. Yeah. Before I can go in and start my day out, because I know that that's going to make me more successful. It's going to make me happier. And and it's ultimately going to give me like that clarity versus my day is so go, go, go. So I think for a lot of people is you have, we fall into the cycles and me, I'm guilty of that. Like for the month of June, I was had like all these events that I was like getting ready for. And then even like going back to April, it's like going, my friends miss Kansas. I want to fit in this dress then. So it was like, I would go on like these cycles of like, okay, I'm going to do this many workouts today. Then I'm going to hit the sauna because I need to look like super snatch before I'm going to go on this date. And then, but like, then when you don't have that event or like after that event happens, there's like this external noise and then you just, it dies down. And you don't know how to start back up again because you're not in a consistent routine that you can do for the rest of your life. For me, if I'm doing my getting up and like, that's my non-negotiables, if I have my non-negotiables and if one of those non-negotiables is getting in an hour workout or an hour movement, Mm -hmm. then ultimately every single day, I'm just going to continue to be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't change. So your body is just going to, you're going to make progress, but not in a way where it's, it's like you know, like you just make a bunch of progress and then you don't know how to keep going to it. So I think for so many people, it's like, they kind of struggle because they don't do the things they're not honoring those intentions mm-hmm. all the time. And so from a mindset thing, I think that's always what I try to encourage people to do is like deal with like those demons first mm-hmm. and figure out like what that's about. Because when you start to actually do things in your daily routine, and I'm not just talking about fitness, but things that honor your intentions around food and also exercise and energies of people who you accept. Yeah. And that doesn't change regardless of like what you have going on in your life. Like those are things that you always do. And that's like what I strive for because I'm like, I'm very zero hundred too. I mm-hmm. am. But when I go from zero to hundred and I'm not consistent with it, I know that I'm super susceptible to like those crashes. And yeah. then like, no one's seen me in three days. And then I have like, it just anxiety, depression and like I'm spiraling me anything like it's it's easy for me to get that but I think the biggest thing that's helped me against that has been just the fact of like showing up for me every day mm-hmm. and like that's the key it's just like you have to show up for yourself and I think that's where you kind of go away from that zero hundred is because you just have to like you're like okay even though I don't want to do anything today I need to do this little thing this is my non-negotiable yeah well showing up for yourself is such a huge thing I mean so I just started school and my school schedule is so fucked and in other hospitals. Yeah. And I messaged you and I was like, I need to be accountable. Like, what do I yeah. do? And you were like, yeah. babe, like you literally have to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I would use the zoom workouts as my way of being accountable. And like, I paid for it. People are going to watch me. Yep. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, if I can't make a class, what do I do to hold myself accountable? And yeah. I'm like, I have to just do it myself. No yep. one's going to want it as much as I am. Nope. Nope. And I think that's the hard thing is like, and 
it was interesting because there was another trainer and she was talking about how like accountability and stuff. And I was just like, like getting an accountability buddy. And I think this is the thing that I, me and Kelly, like really, and this has been a hard pill for me to have to swallow is like, we're so close. And Mm -hmm. like, but there's one thing that I've learned. It's like that we can't be close on It's like body stuff. Right. So like it's body stuff and it's food stuff because I know that she's coming from a different place also. So I can't expect her to do something for me that like, she can't even do for herself. Um, So I always am like, okay, like, dude, like, why'd you like, let me eat that? Or like, why did you keep this around? Or like, you had this Mm -hmm. out and like, ultimately like she's like as much as I want to get upset with her for having it around yeah I'm the one that made those decisions right so like I have to like be able to be like strong enough to like either do something or or don't and when it comes to working out like I can be a shithead all day and like be like Mm -hmm. I'm not definitely for John today so like I'm not going to do anything or I can just decide that like you know what like it's ultimately up to me. Like, but if I don't do it, like that's my fault. It's not anyone else's fault besides myself. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a hard, like navigating those waters between like having like an accountability buddy. I think the fact of like the zoom structure makes it really easy and buying in class makes it really easy. But like that, that, that desire has to come from inside of you. It can't be someone else telling you and Mm -hmm. it has to be motivated and like has to be rooted in like a good, a good desire, not just like the stupid external, like I'm trying to get snatched so my ex-boyfriend sees me. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, like as much as that does give some fuel to the fire, like it's like you gotta love you more than you love like pissing him off or like exactly. getting revenge. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's like, I mean, that's a hard thing for me to I'm still trying to like learn it and stuff. It's definitely just holding myself accountable. Like I could yeah. very easily wake up and be like, I don't want to work out today. I didn't buy a class. I'm just going to sleep. And then I have to think about my future self. And I'm like, in two hours, the amount of anxiety I'm going to have is insane. So just get up and even walk on the treadmill. Like, just do something. You always feel better after the fact. And I think that's the thing about it too. It's like that future self. And then more so for me, I think the thing that made a big difference is I was looking back at pictures of like, you know, how I thought, or like when I was at my, in my mind, like my best self. And I was like, why can't you just be like her? And like, this is, I talked about this in one of my classes and like, it was such a dismal approach to it where I was like, why can't I do this? And instead of just being like, okay, today, I'm just going to make the decisions that like my future me, like if I look in my mind and I'm just like, shut my, shut my eyes. And I'm like, what is that? What is that badass doing? You know, right? Like, what does her life look like? And I'm like, this bitch drinks Sakara at like every meal. Like, you know, she's got her detox water, her probiotic, like she's yeah. crushing it. She's got lymphatic drainage rollers and she's doing like air dry, dry brushing. Right. Yeah. So like, that future me is probably not sulking over the fact that like just bullshit. Right. And so I think about like, and, and how do I just keep working towards that person as opposed mm-hmm. to like, I can't go back and I shouldn't. So I think back to even when I was at my skinniest, like the bullshit I was doing and the bad relationship that I have with my body and yeah. like myself, like, I don't want that. Right. I want a better, I want to change the tone on it, but the only way it's going to do it is going to actually put those bur- that work in mm-hmm. and just keep working towards it. And I think that's what helps me think more like, optimistic success is abundance as opposed to like why can't you be like you were when you were at the smallest and like that's such a bullshit way to like talk to yourself it's like uh, yeah well one thing that you said in class was like you're never gonna love your body by hating your body no and that is the most that literally stuck with me so much I was like I'm never gonna love my body if every day I wake up and I'm like you're actually yeah what are you doing because I've been there right so I mean like the big thing for me was like 
avoiding I'm and like John will say this like I mean when I first started working with John like I would never like go in front of the mirrors I didn't like pick and I still talk about this how I don't really like pictures and whatnot because I just like avoided like seeing something that I didn't know like you know it was gonna upset me one way or the other but like ultimately and I think this is the thing about it too because I mean like I've been like both sides of the spectrum in terms of like deathly skinny like I literally was in treatment and then just very depressed and like heavy way heavier than like you wouldn't recognize me and like both times it was like I hated my body but even when I was the hardest part about it and I found an Instagram account that I made when I was at my heaviest Mm -hmm. and it was like I would every day would like talk and be like this is where I'm at and but like the mindset that I had even then it was positive. Right. It was like, I, after I kind of bit the bullet of the fact of being like, you know what, I'm not happy with where I'm at right now. It was like, you know what, I'm not used to seeing me like this, but we're going to keep going. And we're going to, and I just remember finding it. Cause I only found it like a month ago. And I was like shocked by it because I was like, even at like my worst yeah. in terms of body wise, I was still about that life, about like that mindset, because it really is you were, it's, it's, it, it, it has to be a long-term thing. And I think that's like, so many people try to get with, it's like, you hate your body, but like, ultimately it's carried you this freaking far. And yeah. that's pretty damn fucking special. And like, we yeah. don't give ourselves enough credit for even like the bullshit we do on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, it's insane to me because a lot of people will say that to me about that. Like you can never like, they'll like repeat that to me. And it gives me honestly chills because it's freaking true. Like, dude, you got to look at yourself and be like, we're in this together. We're yeah. only one vehicle, but guess what? Like we're going to get there a lot freaking faster if we're on the same fucking page. And we also like ourselves. Yeah. So that's, no, a, that's I think amazing. It's so it really, it honestly stuck with me so much. You have no idea. I literally repeat it to myself every day. I'm like, you're not going to love your body. If you hate your body, you're not going to love your body by hating no. your body. Yeah. And even from a relationship standpoint too, cause I hear, I have so many girls that like, you know, they got a, where they broke out or they broke up with someone or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I think this is a, for me, cause I was, I'd never dated anyone for like a while. never had, overly, I think I was so like uncomfortable in my own skin. Yeah. The thought of someone else, like seeing me was yeah. like unbearable. Right. Like, and like, so that was someone that told me they were like, you, if you don't love yourself, how do you expect like someone else to like, kind of like, even like from a body. And this is like, like, I don't say treasuring your body or like, you know, like they want to like whatever, like whatever, but like, how are you going to be able to be in that room and like be confident in like how you feel Mm -hmm. and like, and having someone else look at you, if like you legitimately don't even want to like make high contact with yourself. Exactly. Like Like, that's right. Like, and I want that to happen one day, but like, I'm like, I'm not going to be there if I can't even like bear to like see myself naked. Yeah. No. Well, even just like in general, just you have to really love yourself, especially if you're dating, like dating, is like a whole different thing. You have to love yourself because who knows who you're going to meet. Yeah. 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 And then that's when those non-negotiables come into play too, is because I think Mm -hmm. even like with my ex, I was talking about like, I remember like, I would start like, stop, like, you know, doing those little like runs in the morning I stopped getting up. And then I noticed, I'm like, okay, it's a Sunday. And I literally have not left his apartment. Like who the f- am I? And then we broke up and I was like, who really am I? Like all those little things that made me me. I'm like, they're gone. Who is this shell of a person anymore? And like, what makes her tick and what makes her great in the first place? So I think it's important that even when you are in a relationship, I see so many girls like completely change who they are and like their day-to-day habits. And I was like, 
no, 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 no. Like, mm-hmm. like your goals and dreams are never going to wake up one day and just decide that they like, they don't really like you that much anymore. And like, that's the thing about it. And I think men, especially the right relationship and the right guys will see your ambitions and they don't like take away from that. Right. Like they like, they put some wind behind your sails yeah. and they don't deter you from that. And I think that was like a big, hard thing for me to like to realize was that like, ultimately if I'm changing who I am for this person, then like, I'm not really me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that was a hard pill to swallow. And that's so true. So I like my boyfriend now is so great. He is so supportive, all this stuff, but my ex-boyfriend, he literally would tell me like, you're too much of a person and you care too much about yeah. people, all this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, so you literally hate everything that makes me. Oh. Who I am. Yep. Yep. And yep. I would yep. try and change it and like, not want to communicate as often or like be as like yeah don't caring because I was like embarrassed and I was yeah. like literally just hate me as a human being is yeah. literally what it is and I was like okay great yeah I think all those like and this is the thing that I, I wish that like I had like no comp and I, I have no confidence and this is why even like now when I'm like dating and stuff like guys are like you're so pretty I was like I'm, like no I'm like this is a new thing for me I'm like me from the age of like like 18 specifically to like 24 was just so uncomfortable and just like cared so much about what everyone else thought about me. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, all those idiosyncrasies that I hated about myself Mm -hmm. forever, ever, just like those small things that like literally that, that you pick apart internally. I'm like, that's what makes me me. And like, if you don't like it ultimately, like bye. Like, I don't need you around in my life. And I've had so many, even like my, one of my ex-boyfriends was so like verbally abusive. I don't know why you run all the time and you're not even racing anymore. And just like all these things about me. And I was just like, you, you just change yourself for someone, but then you realize that those people that they, they, they try to give you critiques, but they say it with a smile on their face while they're clipping your legs out from underneath you. Literally. And like, I think it's That's really hard to describe it. Yeah you it's so hard to kind of differentiate those people because like you think that they're trying to help you but ultimately they're jealous of you in a sense and it just kind of comes out and then they're and you don't necessarily pick up on it and I just wish that like if I could have like had one discussion with myself at like 18 yeah. it would have been like going to college it would have been like all these things that all these girls want to like shit all over you on for like doing those are like what makes you awesome. Yeah. Right? And so like to lean into that shit, because I think there are so many people that just ultimately um, try to break you down at that age. And if you just inherently, like, I always talk about like, if your morals and like the way you live your life is like um, your playing cards. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I play my cards at the end of the day. If I lay that to my morals and like how I feel and like, ultimately mm-hmm. what are my like standards of my character? If I play this game, not letting any of those things go down, then I can lay my head at night, even if I lost and know that like I played the game my way and like, don't sacrifice on like your, the way that you kind of like the morals and like your ideals and your beliefs, because like, that's what makes you like, you can't sleep at night or like, you should not be able to, because if I didn't, I can't control what's going to happen in my life. But if I think about the things that are like really define who I am and I respond to those situations without sacrificing any of those things, then like, I'm fine with the outcome. If I don't get that job, if I don't get that, whatever, I'm fine with it because I didn't sacrifice on who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just like, people have to learn that the hard way. And I definitely have, you know? So I really think that's something that people just learn like by going through life. I mean, also, like you said, like the energy you keep, 
really can either make or break your mental health. And like, I'm learning that now being like a young adult trying to make friends in a new city. I'm like, you have to be so, well, one, I'm like, how the fuck do you make friends as an adult? It's the worst thing ever. Yeah. And two, you have to be so specific about the people that you want to keep around. So I'm like, yeah, I don't like to go out and drink every weekend. I want someone to wake up and have green juice with me and go like workout class, you know? And you'll find that like those people are very rare. Like you'll really find like that. Like, and I think that that's the coolest thing about like what I like about like my classes and my life in the last like year. And the fact Mm -hmm. that we've gone virtual is there are so many people like there's, I mean, I shouldn't say so many, but there are like a handful of like 10 other people that are like exactly like me. And I'm just like, you, you, like you're there, you, you kind of like feed off of your energies. And like, I think that when you're, you do mesh with someone that's on, like, that is like that, it's like a different wavelength. And then you're on a completely different frequency. You're not talking about bullshit. And like, there's mm-hmm. so many people, especially like in Dallas, that like they're very pretentious and like, they're really interested in like what you can do from them for them from a status standpoint, like they're your Saturday night friends. But then I'm like, when I'm having a freaking mental breakdown, am I going to call that person? And all are they going to answer? And am I, are they going to want to see me? And the answer is most of the times, no, mm-hmm. there are so many friends that like, they're not really your friends. And I think that's, what's really hard about like making new friends is like, you have to really be selective with like, even the people that you try to give energy to, because it's so quick to just like completely come back and like smash you in the face. Like, people don't they will they're very like one way and like Mm -hmm. I I think this is when I get burned is because I always view that like I'm like it's not transactional friendships aren't transactional like I can't expect something to do something for me just because I would do it for them but ultimately like you kind of should like you kind of should be able to think that like if they're not going to be for you drop everything for you why are you doing it for them exactly exactly I totally agree I'm very much the person that like I will do whatever I need to do for my friends And so I'm learning now that if they can't do it back, then I need to just like cut them out. And it's a very hard thing to do. And it's a very hard thing to realize, but like, you just have to do it for your own mental health because otherwise I'll spiral and it'll be a whole thing. And I don't want to wake up feeling shitty about myself because whoever had something to say. Yep. The one thing that I kind of had to like learn the hard way is like, I mean, we have a lot of clients that like, you know, they come from, they're very well off. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, like I, this kind of like, I I'll let a lot of opportunities like to travel with like one of my friends, right. Or like to go a lot of places. And I would notice that like, when I'd come back from like hanging out with her and her family, like I would have a mental breakdown essentially. Like, um, I would just like, and, and I didn't really know why, like, I thought there was just something wrong with me that like, I really wasn't strong enough to like, you know, maybe go on a trip or something. But like, ultimately it was just because I think that my body like subconsciously was like fighting the fact of like this energy, right? Like it was just not a good, like energy to be in my life. And I had to learn that like the hard way. And then I think that's like so much of even Kelly will talk about this all the time. It's like, I don't want to go and do more things with people like and stuff. I want to just be able to like stay to myself and like maybe have those like couple people that I really do like, and I'll, and I will go and and make adjustments for them or like hang out with them. But like, ultimately, like I am more successful if I don't say yes to all those Mm -hmm. other things. And that's a hard thing to, to swallow, especially from like the social media world we live in right now. I'm like, okay, this is going to be an opportunity for me to like, you know, wear this and like put this picture up here. And like, that just is so bullshit. Like it doesn't, it makes you end up feeling like way less than ultimately. Um, and like, I, that's just been a really hard thing that I've had to like 
like learn the hard way mm-hmm. is like, as much as I want to go with you and fly on like a private jet, you know, like yeah. that's like such, um, it's not but better. Like I would honestly benefit more from just staying at home and like, you know, just having a chill night or like doing, making sure my non-negotiables don't change. So right. that's a hard thing to learn. And I think that obviously you'll learn that through true and true, like your entire life, you're always going to have reminders of it, but just like, you know, that's what it's about. Like just figuring things out and like, as much as it sucks, like I just, like you always have to learn things the hard way and, mm-hmm. and just be susceptible to, and like, not afraid of like the failure and the crash. Because I think that from your standpoint, like you, you told me like you're very zero hundred, you find like try have trouble getting to things accountable. Yeah. It's like, don't be like lean into the fact that like shit's going to get hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but like, because of who you are and your experiences, you're just going to level the fuck up. And like, that's what it's about. Like, you're just going to continue to like collect kills. And like, that's how I have to kind of like live my life is like, I'm like, I know that I will have a crash, but like, guess what? Kick me in the teeth when I'm on my knees. I'm going to come back like a fucking Phoenix. Like I don't, I'm not intimidated by that failure anymore because I think that like, that's what life's about. Right. And everything, all those shitty things that have brought, like have happened to me have brought me here. And like, that's a pretty fucking great place right now, at least from my standpoint. So. No, I agree. That's actually so true. Like I always think about it. I'm like every shitty thing that has happened to me, everyone that bullied me in high school, all the boys didn't want me, like whatever it is, all the schools that rejected me, like all this stuff has led me to where I am right now. And like, I'm doing pretty good and I'm doing cool things and all this stuff. And I'm like, if all those things didn't happen and I didn't like push past all of them, who knows what would have happened and where I would have been, like where I would be right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what's the contrary? I think that in terms of being like positive and optimistic, it's like really just accepting the fact that like, you know, your life's going to be shitty. Like, no, I'm going to wake up and and like, think about more like alongside the opportunities that I have coming my way. Mm -hmm. And like, it's true. Like, like all those things that happened to you. Like, I mean, I was, I I don't know how much of like my background that, you know, like in terms of medical wise, but like, like I should have been dead. Right. Like, I mean, I was like, I was had like my eating disorder. I was Mm -hmm. um, probably like, I was, I went from being one of the fastest freshmen in the country to like, I transferred, I went back to Wisconsin after TCU. Mm -hmm. The team doctor looks at me after like, I gained maybe about 15 pounds at summer because I was injured. I don't know how you ran as fast as you did with as fat as you are. Okay. So I walk out of there. I quit the team on the spot. I stopped eating that day. Stopped eating. I went from about like 135 to then I went stepped on school on campus. I transferred back to TCU, stepped on campus at like 110 and it spiraled. I stopped eating completely. I should have been, I should have died after they gave me that anti-diuretic in like, literally I was in like a hyponatremic seizure, a coma. I lost the rest of my NCAA eligibility. I was in a huge mental, like I was depressed. I had no friends. Everyone would talk shit about me, said that I was like anorexic girl, which I really did look like it. Yeah. Like, then, but it was through that struggle. And like, then I went to John's and like, I met people and like, honestly, there was just so much like trauma that had happened to me in such a short period of time that like. I still wouldn't change any of it. Like as much as like, I look back at pictures of me and I just see how sad and like miserable and just like depressed I was. And I wanted to kill myself and like all those things, all those scars, like have just totally like changed like my perspective on like life now. And like, I think the biggest thing about it was, is like the fact that like, ultimately, yeah, I had to do the work, but like, I was also surrounded by a lot of women that were like, for once encourage like encouraging me and, and not in the light where it was like beat down after beat down. And, and, 
And that was like the special thing about it is like, you'll start to find people that are like ultimately on your team and they don't really have to be right directly like there for you um, in that vicinity. So I don't know, like that's been my experience with it. It's like all that shitty stuff that happened. Like, and now I have the opportunity to speak on it in some capacity, which is like, that's fucking cool to me. Like, I love that, that I get to be like an advocate for like that type of thing. Cause I just think it's one thing that like, I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to like wear my heart on my sleeve. And if like, that's like my downfall, then like fucking so be it, you know? Like, Well, I was going to say, I think that's one of the most admirable things about you is that you've taken this trauma and you talk about it all the time and you encourage so many people. Like, I mean, I'm just one person in class, but like everyone else can probably advocate for the same thing that like everything that you say and preach to us like yeah honestly resonates and it's like it's oh, insane it feels so good and you're always you're always like I need to get off my soapbox whole thing and I'm like no no keep going I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm feeling so much better oh gosh that like makes me so happy to hear but I guess it's just one of those things for like I get my like the way that I kind of view like my own traumas and whatnot it's just like it's like people, if they try to bring that shit up to hurt me, it's like trying to rob a house that I don't live in anymore. Like I don't live there. That's not my stuff. Like congrats. Like you're trying to bring that shit up. Like I don't live there no more. Like I've had to deal with it. And like, and there was like, just like so much mental health stuff that like, I just had to do the work with it and like really actually want ultimately like the better end, like end of it. And I think that the thing was for me, it's like, I was we went to this event. It was like Michelob movement. And there was a guy there, his name's Brian Nunez. And I talk sometimes about how he was like, that a mentor to me, but like, I was at the, my worst spot. Like I had just, uh, I was working for John, but like, I was really, really depressed. I was probably like, like probably 30, 40, perhaps maybe 50 pounds heavier than what I am right now. Wow. But like, I walked up to him and I was like, you know what? I really like, I admire you. I've followed you for years now. And he like called me coach. Like, and this was two years ago. Um, he called me coach and I was like, what are you talking about coach? He's like, no, like you're like, you're, you're coach. Like you, you got this. And like, you need to, it only takes like some people that believe in you just enough for you to believe in yourself. Right. And so ultimately, like, I think that's like the coolest thing about like even the community and what I try to do is like, if I see someone that I'm like, okay, like you can fucking do this shit. Like if I believe in any one of my girls that's in class or if I can try to like instill the fact that I do believe in them, because ultimately I do. I'm like, any of you guys are like, whatever you want, Brianne, like you are going to fucking accomplish it because you can and you will. But like, it does take some people that are like on your team for you not to believe in yourself too. So like, I don't know. It just makes, means the world to me to think that like, I can have like my words have like an impact on people mm-hmm. because it's such a strange thing still to me. No, it's it's like, like so fucking cool. Like you literally, I don't think you understand how cool you are. I'm like, it's actually so sick. Like the stuff you say and it resonates with people so much, like way more oh. than I think it would. Yeah, no, I'm so glad. And I just, yeah, no, I just, I've dealt with it, you know? And I think that the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me about it is, is like, I think back to like the times of the worst of just like, I just wanted someone to be able to like, maybe like put like thought, like actual words out there instead of just like letting me like isolate internally and just feel like I was the only one that was dealing with it. Cause even when it comes to like eating disorder, like body dysmorphia, relationship stuff, like verbal, like any of it, it's just like all those thoughts are just like, they're, they're a thoughts and they're be they're things that most people are thinking, but no one wants to put out there because of whatever, which way or whatever, I don't know. But like, for me, it's just like keeping them into myself never got me anywhere. And so if I can speak onto it and if someone else maybe feels that same way, 
then like, you know what, that's, 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 that's actual like influence. Like that's fucking power. And I think that's the cool thing to me. It's just, is to be able to like, you know, hopefully a put some like, and then we talk about educating yourself, like maybe educate you for why you might be thinking these things, but then understand that they're not that rational. These thoughts, how do we break them down? And like, I talk so much about like letting those clouds like pass over your head. And I think that's the big thing. It's like just trying to take a lot of those emotions out of it. Or even if you are feeling those emotions, like how do you lean into those emotions and try to figure out like, how do we get, how do we get past it? Cause like, mm-hmm. that's ultimately what you're trying to do. It's like, you're trying to like unlock, unlock that new level of like performance. But like, if you have demons that are like, you're not confronting yeah. good luck, you know, like yeah. if you have shit like that, you're going on at home, good luck. Like you just, you got to deal with that shit first. You really do. And like, I think it's so great that you talk about it so openly, especially like in Zoom classes with like 50 or 60 other girls, because you go on social media and no one, no one's saying anything. Like everyone acts like they're having the best time of their lives. And like, even my friends will post it. And I'm like, were you not just crying like 20 minutes ago? Depressed and we hated our body. Yeah, literally. So it's just really nice for people to know, like, no, a lot of girls go through it. Especially yeah. in this industry and stuff. Like I used to model when I was younger, kind yeah. of fucked me up. Like yeah, with no, totally. body dysmorphia, whole thing. Totally. Totally. So it's like very common, but not a lot of people speak up about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's for me, it's like, I mean, I don't post much on my social media personally, just because mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot of me that like kind of struggles with that. I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or the fact of just like, it's still like very uncomfortable for me to like, have to like, I don't know. I, I've, I kind of like think about it a lot because I know that it would be an opportunity for me to kind of have a bigger voice if I was able to be more vocal on it. But, um, it is, it is, it's hard for me to like, I think I see so many people that like I work from a day-to-day standpoint and I'm like, mm-hmm. I see them posting and then I'm just like, this is not, this is not what we were just talking about. Like, this right. is not the same. And for me, it's like, it's so much of it's like bullshit. Yeah. And like, and even from the modeling industry, I'm like, this is all fucking smoke and mirrors. And like, ultimately like the girls that like, whenever I meet someone that like has had a big impact on me, it's never been about like, maybe I'll notice them for their body initially, but yeah. like, that's not what like makes them a stand, like a stagnant per- or like a staple in my life. Mm-hmm. So the personas on Instagram, it's like, come like half the time. I'm like, cut the shit. Like, I know you cut the shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I want people to be like a successful, but like, if you're not dealing with who you're actually, what you're actually struggling with it, like you're never going to get to that level. Like, so it's hard for me, but I'm glad that I can able to like speak on things. And I don't know if it's something that like, it's cathartic for me to speak about my problems in a way for like people then to be able to like, when I started getting DMS that it like correlated with someone else, Mm -hmm. like that's like a, like kind of gave me like from fuel to it. But I think more so than anything, I think back to like where I was when I first started like demoing the classes, right? Like I like, I don't know if I ever showed you this. I like was in a hoodie, a baggy hoodie yeah. and like demoing and like, what like, was did not want to do it. No, like I, like, I didn't want to do it at all. Like, and that was like, it was so much of an embarrassment thing for me. Like I felt like a sense of like, like I work for John Benton model fitness I don't look like a model. Like, I don't even want to look at myself in the mirror right now. Like, and it was so, so much guilt attached to that, but like, ultimately that guilt never got me anywhere. And like, then it was kind of like having to deal with just, you know, dropping that guilt, giving myself some fucking grace We're in a little pandemic. I'm like, if there's anything that can happen right now, it's like, this is an opportunity for you to really just like take in the fact that there's silence 
and just gut it out and just do your own thing and just figure it out. And like, that's the thing that I don't think people really want to do. It's like, they don't want to be consistent and they also don't want to like be confronted with that uncomfortableness. And I was forced to do it like in a sense, like, but like for my community. And I think that's the thing, like all that, like the, the feeling like I had a purpose outweighed all the guilt that I had like on myself and like, it gave me a purpose. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to wake up every day to be honest with you. Like it was probably the most depressing point of my life, like before COVID hit. And so to actually feel like I had a community of people that were relying on me mm-hmm. that even on those bad days when I didn't want to get out of bed, like mm-hmm. they needed me. And like, that was that to me, that was everything. Like these were my people, you know, yeah. and like, I just couldn't let them down. And so I think that just gave me like a more, it fueled like my drive so much more than it would initially. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, especially with COVID, my big thing was it forced me to like sit with myself and be like, okay, so how are we doing? And yeah. I was yeah. doing pretty shitty. So, I mean, I don't know. So I went to school in Arizona and then I moved to Arizona because I was getting bullied in my hometown. Yeah. But then when COVID happened, I had to move home and I was like, scared to go to the grocery store because I didn't want to see people like I was just so petrified yeah so same thing I just had to be like okay so we're gonna start therapy we're gonna talk about everything that's going on yeah I started a clothing brand like we did all this stuff because I was like I can't just sit and like feel bad for myself because I'm not that person like like said you like fall you get broken down and then I'm like okay but now watch me like yeah yeah And it's honestly so powerful, like to just to hear the fact that you even like went out and like, you know, like sought kind of help. Cause I think that's like a big thing. Like people don't necessarily do that. And like, first off, like bullying is like the worst, right? Like it just, I think it's just, it's so you start to believe those things that people like even start to say shit about you and like you take it so personally. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, I was bullied like my entire freaking life. And so just to hear like you had to go through this, but then I have to like confront it and deal with it head on. Yeah. And then ultimately it's like, you got to just do like what is on your heart. Right. So you doing clothing brand and stuff like that's fucking badass. And also like, that's not for anyone else to have an opinion on. Right. So whether someone's going to shit on you all day, any day, like there are people that will probably hate on me, mock me, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. ultimately it says more about them than what it, it does about me. Especially if I'm not susceptible to it anymore. Like, I'm like, sorry, I'm not available for your opinions because I don't give a fuck. I don't like, and, and, and like, that's, I think once you step into your power, like look at the shit you've been able to do so far in your life. Once you step into your power and realize that you really are that person that unlocks so much potential for you because you really are. You're like, I'm that bitch. Why shouldn't life happen great for me? Why should these great things not happen for me? Why should I not be in bow one day? Why should I not have these person? Like, why not me? Right. Like, so I think once you kind of step into like thinking that you really are that person, you like really create so many more opportunities for you yourself. Like it's crazy. It's so crazy. And I saw something and it was like the people who, how did it, how did they word it? It was something like the people who are you, that you think should be the most supportive and the closest to you typically like aren't. And it's because you guys started at the same place and now look at where you are. And I just think about that all the time. Some of my friends from home, Yeah. are not very supportive of stuff I'm doing, but it's because we grew up in the same place. We went to the same schools and now I live in a different country. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. all this different stuff and they just yeah. can't process yeah. it. So instead of being supportive and actually like wanting me to do well, they're going to yeah. bring me down to try yeah. and get me back to their level, you know? Yeah. 
And it's not even just like friends too. It's like sometimes it's family, right? It's sometimes family a lot. Like, and that's the thing that's always been crazy to me is like to think about like these people that are like supposed to inherently love you, but then they don't. And then you're just like, holy fuck, like, dude. But like, ultimately I just, I think about it. I'm just like, I can't let that impact where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And even from a friend standpoint, I'm like, there are so many people that are that way, but like, ultimately I guess even from your standpoint, like all those people that like, again, they start out, you all had the same opportunities to begin with, but like, there are people that like, if someone, if, if I, if, if I have the mic, like back the fuck off my stage, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, and that's literally like what I kind of like, and I think even like at my like lowest points mentally, right. Like I still have the audacity to apply to this marathon training group out of New York city as a Dallas kid. And like, I, cause I was like inherently, like I still had enough confidence to put myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Or even when I was at Michelob at my worst, my thickest, whatever, such uncom- uncomfortable person, I still had the audacity to think that Brian Nunez was going to give me the time of day to talk to me. And he fucking did. Right. Mm-hmm. And he saw something to me. So like, I think that there's so much of like, ultimately it doesn't matter like what your physical thing is or whatever. It's just like you're, you step up. And if you believe in something and you step up to that plate and if you're in the room, you're meant to be there. Right. So I'm going to always believe that shit regardless. I'll fake it till I make it. Even if I feel like the worst person in the room or like not confident in my own skin, because like people also admire people that take risks. And like, from you putting yourself out there, like there's someone that saw that. And it's just like, she's a go-getter. And like, we want people like that around, but like, people that aren't that way and they never were, they never will be. And they're always going to shit on you for being that way because they're not confident enough in themselves to really do that. And like, that's sad, but like, you can't sulk with them, right? Like I can't, I can only help someone so much, but like, if they're not going to put the work in themselves, then like, I can't do anything for them. And like, that's a hard pill for them to swallow, but I can't take that on and neither can you, you know? A lot of people just don't even want to put the work in. Yep. Like I get, like, I'm a very work hard and silence person. I don't really yep. tell anyone about anything. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, by the way, like I'm it's moving to Pittsburgh. Like I'm going to school. I leave in yeah. a day. But yeah. a lot of people just don't want to put the work in. And a lot of people would think that a lot of things just like come to me very easily. Yep. I'm yep. like, you don't see me up at 3 a.m. Studying or replying to emails or doing this stuff because I don't feel the need to share it with everyone. No, exactly. And I don't like the people that do share it with everyone. No, either. I'm like, just it makes me so. I'm like, oh, working at 10 p.m. on a on Friday. I'm like, do you really have to say that? Do you really have to? How hard are you working if you're posting it? Exactly. And it's just like it drives me so nuts because I'm just like, there's like, just like I'm like, why are you posting it in general? Like, do we really need to know about it? But like. People, that's a big thing though. People are intimidated by the hard work. And like, this is where sometimes like Kelly and I will put heads mm-hmm. and like Kelly's my sister for anyone who doesn't know on the show, but like she's older than me. Right. So I like hold her to such high standards and everyone always thinks I'm older than her, but like the one thing yeah, I thought you were older than her, everyone always thinks I'm older than her, <laughs> but like, she's like, she's a lot of times, um, she doesn't have a lot that much confidence when it comes to certain things. So she will like shy away from opportunities or even putting herself out there because right. she's afraid of the failure for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like she might not apply to this job that she might want because she's afraid that she's not going to get it. Yeah. And like, ultimately, like, I mean, I understand how that feels, but like, I don't view it that way. Like, and also like the amount of times I've been told no, and then I just like keep coming back or like, it, it's just, you can't really tell me no, if I want something like, and that's mm-hmm. sounds really effed up. But like, for instance, there was like this marathon, there's this um, Nike project I want to be involved in. It was called the speed project. And I blew up their Instagram and was like, 
let me come out. I just want to help. I just want to like, I'm like, yeah. like, I'll work for free, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, fine. Like after like me, like DMing them for months, I was like, I'll pay for my own ticket. Like you only have to like, I'll tell <laughs> teachers, blah, blah. I show yeah. up there. And then like literally by the end of the weekend, I was leaving the content crew. And then they wanted me to be race director the next year because mm-hmm. I put myself out there and I was like, I wasn't going to accept no for an answer. And like, I knew that like there was, all I wanted was the opportunity to get myself my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of people, like if you just can like, get your foot in the freaking door and you really believe that you can add some value and some perspective, just mm-hmm. don't take no for an answer. Don't yeah. take no for an answer and like actually put yourself out there. And even if you're like not going to make that much money doing it or not going to make any money doing it, you might lose some money, like putting yourself in a situation where you can demonstrate the value that you know that you bring and you just want other people to see it. Once they see that value, it's game over. And I think that's the big thing for people like Kelly. I'm like, why would you ever take no for an answer? Like if you don't want that guy in your life, like tell him fuck off. If you want that guy in your life, like, just go get him and like, don't let him say no. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like maybe that's a very like delusional optimist like in me, but like, I would rather be that way than just basically sulk and just not think that anything is going to happen for me in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a reason why we're all here. And I think it just kind of comes up to the fact of like, even for you, it's like, being courageous enough in the pursuits of like what's written on your heart. Like you don't get that if you don't even try to, if you don't even try to fucking, and, I, and for me, I'm like, I'm a fucking full send. Like I'll do it, whatever. Like I'm like, if I blow oh, it, I blow we're, we will do it. We're going to do it. I'm like, I'm and like, cause I don't know. Like even from a fitness standpoint, it's like racing wise. It's like, you don't really break through barriers unless you actually try to fucking smash that wall really damn hard, you know? And like, for me, if I don't make it through, then at least that next girl that's on my same path, she's a little going to get a little farther. Cause I freaking smashed that wall down halfway. So then she's going to yeah. go farther. And like, that's, that's what matters to me is just like to be able to have an impact. And then that the even concept of the moonshot is right. the fact that like, if you hit something and you, and you don't break that barrier then like someone on that next path behind you that might be on that same trajectory, mm-hmm. they can go a little bit farther. Oh my God. That's wow. That's good. I've never <laughs> thought of that. Like, and I think a lot of people also need to understand, like, everyone gets rejected. Everyone Everyone. gets rejections. Like, I've heard no more times in my life than, like, anyone probably ever should. But I'm like, okay, fine. If you don't want to be a part of whatever I'm doing now, that's really going to suck for you when this is a huge thing and you don't get anything from it. Exactly. It's understanding your value in it. And then again, like, not, like... I think that's like such a freaking power, uh, such a power move though, too, because you start to view these opportunities. And like, for me, at least like I applied to this job, um, a couple years ago and like, I was, and I always wanted to work for Nike and I had never got, gotten the applicant. I never had gotten accepted or like had never kind of like followed things up for me from my headquarters standpoint. And I always would view it like, I'm not good enough. And I was like, no. Then someone like one of my friends, like she's, ended up, she was actually the VP of the San Francisco 49ers. Now she's like the CFO of the Olympic games. Like she's a badass. Oh woman. She was like, she was like, she's like, Nike doesn't want to fucking hire you. Fuck Nike. Make your own Nike. And I was like, mic drop. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they don't want you, then like you just go out and just do your own damn thing. That doesn't determine your value in the situation. And also just, just means that like, even in relationships, I think that's like the funniest thing of just now just be like, Oh, he didn't want me. Well, guess what? You're going to remember my name one day. And then like, oh. it's not because I'm going to be with you. It's just because like you passed up and like, now I'm somebody you're not sorry. Bye. Mm-hmm. See ya. And like, men are pathetic so men are yeah (laughs) that's so true that is so true like you literally just have to believe in yourself and one thing that is really hard for me is I constantly compare myself to other people and other people that are doing the same thing 
Yeah. And I literally had to tell myself today, like even before the podcast, I was like listening to other people's and I was like, what do I do? What do I not do? What do I like on theirs? What do I not? And then I was like, that's like, why would I copy what someone else is going to do? I just have to literally be myself. That's why people listen. That's why I'm doing it. That's why they like that. Yeah. That's the difference. And I think I, I had to tell myself that too. It was like this, but this initially like this happened when I was an analyst because they had hired someone like a senior analyst, like when I was still working there. And I was like, he like would come in, he had like his dual monitors and like on one screen, he would have like all code. And then the other one, he would have like an Excel spread. And I'm like, I tell, call my friend Emily. I'm like, how do I compete with someone like that? And she goes, hey, you fucking don't. Uh-huh. Um, they hired him for that reason. And they hired you for a completely different reason. Exactly. And then I was just like, that's really honestly what it is. It's like, people are not like, like, I'm not here for the same reason that he is. And like, even from your standpoint, like you bring something completely different to the equation. And I think that's why I almost like, it, I don't really compare myself ultimately to that. I will sometimes, but then I'm just like, I bring such other stuff to the equation than other people, like in the same space as me. So I think of even the fitness world, like, I'm like, okay, like what other girl can say that they have like X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, they can't. And like, also, why am I comparing myself to that basic bitch over there that has like nothing? And like, that's, I talk like, you know, I'm very unfiltered with it, but I'm just like, why would I compare myself to like that girl when like, I have a completely different set of skill sets offered to the table and she doesn't, you know what I mean? Or like, and not in a way where I'm like breaking her down, but like in a way where I'm like hyping myself up, like, and like, and that's the thing about it. Like once you just understand, like even those idiosyncrasies that like, again, those things that I thought were like the worst things about me, I'm like, step Mm -hmm. into that power, freaking command it lean into the things that make you, you, whether that's trauma or like, you know, like that bad experience with like this relationship, it just gives you a different perspective on things. And it gives you just more tools. And I'm like, that's what I'm about. I'm like, I'm going to be just that person. That's like, I have so much to offer because I just, I've just put the work in. And like, ultimately I think that's when you don't compare yourself because you're like, why would I compare myself to like what their experience are when I have a completely different story than them? And like, that gives you different powers than what has their powers you know? So, so. exactly. Just like being in your own lane and focusing on your own goals. And then yeah. you're way more to like likely to obtain them if you're not looking around at what everyone else is yeah. doing, because that yeah. stops you from putting yeah. in work. Yeah. Well, they always talk about like swimmers, for instance, like the first place swimmer is like not looking left or right. Right. It's always like the second mm-hmm. place person that's like looking the lanes, to the right is left of them to see what other people are doing. Right. Like winners focus on winners and winners focus on what they're, they're doing themselves and how they can perfect their craft. They're not mm-hmm. trying to think about like, oh gosh, like this guy's in the lane next to me or like this girl's over here. Like, no, no, no. Like you figure out your own voice and you freaking lean into that and you run 150 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And like everyone else is just a freaking, it's just a sound bite. Yeah. You don't need to think about it, you know? Totally. Well, thanks so much. I feel like this is so good. Yeah, um, I had such a good time. I had such a good time. I was so nervous before. So now I'm like way more calm and I feel like it's so good. <laughs> oh, I'm, I was... I, I just love the opportunity to be able to come and talk in, in some capacity, but I had no idea what to expect. But like, I mean, you're a freaking rock star. You ask good questions. And I, I hope that you got out of it what you wanted. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I hope you guys love that episode. It was definitely one of my favorite ones. She just is so fucking cool, eh? Thank you, Ashley, so much for coming on the podcast. It meant so much to me. I'm going to leave her socials down below. You guys can go follow her, DM her, whatever you want to do. I am also obviously going to leave Helfrich Collective's Insta handle down below. Go follow us. Check out our new stuff that's coming out. Make sure that you set a reminder for Friday so you can go buy our new hoodie that's coming out. And as always, my normal Instagram social is going to be down below. Feel free to DM me. Tell me what you liked, didn't like about the pod episode. 
Thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you next week in a new pod episode. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.